We should be very careful about artificial intelligence. We are summoning the demon. Hey yo, welcome back to the Babylon Singularity podcast. I am your host, Peter Herter, and uh, today we're going to jump into Daniel 2. So, that's exciting to me. I know, everybody's like, oh wow, Daniel 2. It's a big deal, Daniel 2. The, uh, the statue that Nebuchadnezzar sees is... It's a pretty big deal. It was a big deal to Nebuchadnezzar, and it's a big deal to you and I. And so it is a daunting task to jump into the prophet Daniel. The, the, that book makes for great Sunday school lessons. Uh, the faithfulness of Daniel and his friends in Babylon and how they wouldn't bend, they wouldn't compromise with a pagan power that was, you know, would corrupt them otherwise. But they stood their ground, they stood firm, they stood faithful to God. And God met them time and time again in the most atrocious circumstances. So like to us, it seems like, yeah, this is like some sort of a comic book, but uh, it's not a comic book. It's the Bible. And so when Daniel's three friends were thrown into a fiery furnace. They were literally thrown into a fiery furnace. This this wasn't this wasn't a Spider-Man comic book where that kind of thing could happen. That's pretty cool. No, this did happen. This did happen. This is the stuff of superhero comics and it's true. It's true. And so the book of Daniel to me is a wonderful, glorious, beautiful book that you can teach to two-year-olds and you could be studying until you're 120 years old and still be going, what? Wow, this is amazing. So all that to say is I, I guess I really like the book of Daniel. I really like it. I'm not a mm, PhD-level scholar, so you're not going to get that from me. So um, sorry, all you scholarly folks might be disappointed because I'm just kind of a I'm a regular guy with a theological mind reading the Bible. I guess that's how I describe myself. I'm not overly qualified. Uh, did go to Bethel Seminary, so that is in uh, that is in my credentials. But that's those are not credentials I rely on <laughs> before anyone. So. Although Bethel is a fantastic school, by the way, I mean it was. I I hope it still is. Bethel, yeah, let's let's yeah. I'm I'm believing it still is. I haven't heard otherwise, so I'm believing it is. So, thank God for Bethel and uh, Bethel University, Bethel Seminary. Funny that I went to the school of Bethel, though, right? Think about that. I went to a school called Bethel. And what am I like schooled in? I am schooled in Bethel, the house of God. It's the uh, Genesis 28 reality of Jacob's ladder, right? That's, I went to the school of Bethel and, and I, I, it's a school of the spirit, 
but uh, they, uh, they teach uh, fantastic fundamentals in the Word of God, a, uh, a devotion to what the Word says. And anytime you're really devoted, or at least try to be, or do your best in, in, in sincerity to be true to the Bible, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. So as long as you don't compromise that point, and that's always the key point for every seminary across this land and across the world, is how true will you stand to the Bible, to what it says? Because that is the plumb line, the Word of God. That's the plumb line he puts across the nations. And we either bow before it and go, wow, God, I am such a like small-minded human being, and, I, and I'm deeply sinful, and your word in some ways to me is um, uh, gloriously amazing. Some ways it's frightening and fearful, and all I can do is bow and just say, God, you are my God. I, 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 you, there's no one like you. I adore you. Teach me your ways. Teach me why you do what you do, how you do, and it's all for love. That's the that's it. You boil it all down to it's for love, which you know you read the mind when you're like, that's for love. Yes, that is for love. The love of his son, the love of his son's glory, the love of his son's name, the love of the, his son's sacrifice. It's love. It's love, and it's love for the truth, and love for holiness. It's all of these things that uh, it all boils down to love, and that is what God calls us into, calls us into love. How does he do that? He calls us through his word. But we can compromise when we listen to what the word says. We believe it as it comes to us, and we obey it. We bow, we obey it, we serve the truth. We're, we're servants of the truth, Jesus himself being the truth. So, what does all of that have to do with Daniel 2? I don't know. I think it has something to do with Daniel 2, but uh, <laughs> maybe it doesn't. So, um, I'm going to try to zero in on Daniel 2 today. Um, incredible. I'm just, before I even uh, get into the word, I'm just going to ask the Lord for his blessing. Jesus, you are worthy. You are holy. And what you have designed and called to be is beyond anything we could ask or imagine. God, you are glorious in all of your ways. We adore you in your word. We ask you, God, that your word would prevail, that we would be true to your word. And that we would love and welcome and seek your Holy Spirit through your word in its truth, confirming, confirmed by the word, the works of your hand as you move through us. It is too marvelous for words. And we ask you, Jesus, bless the listeners of this podcast, God, those who are listening, maybe even for the first time. I ask you, God, bless those listeners with the move of your spirit. This is not of any man's work that anyone could boast. There's, there, we have no reason to boast. One thing is certain, we have nothing to boast about 
before you, but our boast is in you, God. We boast in you and your goodness and your grandness and your glory and your power and your wisdom, God. All of it is just beautiful, God. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. We worship you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. And open your word to us. We just ask you for light and, and, and your, your Spirit's guidance on my words and on my thoughts, God. We give you this time. We give it to you, Jesus. It's yours. Take it. Take our lives. We commit to you. We commit to you. So I'm, I kind of want to give a... I want to give an overview a little bit of Daniel, right? Um, because it's it's helpful to have an overview of Daniel. I tried to do my first podcast on, on on Daniel, and I did it very prematurely. And I thought I knew what was in Daniel. I thought I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, because you know I, I've, I've read it a few times, but it's been a while, and I don't think I paid that much attention. I mean, I'm certainly not as paying as much attention as I am now to the Book of Daniel. So as I went into that first podcast, I was like, I, I was like lost. I was completely lost. I was reading through past like, wow, this is really interesting. I'm like, I'm getting revelation while I'm reading it. I'm just thinking to myself, like, I am not ready for this podcast <laughs> at all. And so I've, I've spent some time in Daniel. I'm by no means an expert. By no means am I uh, more credentialed than any other guy. All I'm pointing to is the word of God and just saying, hey, guys. This is the word. This is God speaking. Um, I'm just doing what I can to just kind of hear in 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 the in the in the highest that I know related to truth and God and who He is and His love. But to really just try and hear what's in the Word of God, um, because that's where the power is. If we can just tap into what it actually says our job is pretty much done as long as we're not doing it, you know, on a bad spirit or we're, you know, we're at, if we're operating, cooperating with him in the spirit and doing what God wants us to do, which is really the only way you can really kind of unlock what's in there anyway, is in cooperation with the Lord. So a lot of these guys who don't really have a relationship with the Lord, you don't want to take their teachings too seriously. You can consider what they say, consider their point of view, but certainly don't get your spiritual cues from them because trust me, you're better off without them. So we, with our hearts and asking God to unlock his word, we dig in and God brings, you know, just illumination, just light on his word. It's not, oh, wow, I have a, I had a secret revelation thing that happened. It was a dream or a thing, and I'm, I'm running with that. No, no, no. I just simply want to read the Bible, basically, and just go, what, what is this? What is this saying? And it's, and it's been saying some pretty interesting things. I don't know if you've been you know, queuing in over the last few uh, podcasts, but been running around with this idea of transcendence, right? This, this human desire for transcendence begins in the garden. Satan tempts Adam and Eve with this idea of transcendence, transcending their current um, existence for a greater existence, right? So you know, Satan comes to Adam and Eve, says, hey, you guys don't know anything. If you want to be like God, if you want to take the pathway of God-likeness, here's what you're going to do. 
you're going to plug yourself into intelligence like you've never experienced, right? Take the knowledge of good and evil. It will open your eyes. You will see things. You will think things. It'll, it'll be like a whole new world will be open to you. It'll be just like God, right? Well, that lure was a trap, actually, as it turns out. And it actually has been trapping human beings ever since then. And it looks like the human race is in for one more big trap here at the end where we are somehow, not we saints, but we human race-ish are falling for a false idea, a counterfeit transcendence. God promises transcendence in his son, Jesus Christ. There is transcendence to be had, but you have to go low and you have to recognize it in God's face. In Jesus Christ. If you can recognize God in Jesus and you can go to Jesus and repent of your sin and count him as the savior of your life, you enter into a whole new world. You are transcending into eternity. You have transcended. Your life is now hidden with Christ in heaven, right? That is the true pathway of transcendence. But um, humans not like recognizing God or, or really wanting anything to do with God, actually hating God's guts, right? Uh, which is horrible. God's creation, the creation that he made, was kind enough to make, kind enough to sustain, kind enough to provide for, turns against him in a Psalm 2 rage a rage to transcend, to take his place on the throne. Is God scared about this, this plan of, of transcendence, this counterfeit, tra- uh, counterfeit promise of transcendence? Is God worried about it? As it turns out, he thinks it's funny. He, he, um, he, he, he like they're raging, the ra- nations are raging against God and hating everything he stands for and hating most of all the king that he has placed in Zion, despising that and coming up with a vain idea of somehow transplanting God. <laughs> and the creator who made his creation is la- la- literally laughing at them, but not, but like a laugh where you're like, ah, oh, the, only, the only guy who gets to laugh is God. You're like, okay, uh, this is funny, right, God? And God's like, yeah, this is funny. It's so funny. I'm going to pour out my wrath upon this creation who thinks it can somehow transplant me, which is a funny idea, but it's an evil idea. It's a horrible idea. It's a horrifying idea. God is God. And guess what? Jesus is coming back and he's coming on literally a white horse in the clouds with all of his angels, like the whole heaven party is coming. And they're going to stop humanity in its footsteps. And it's, it's going to just say, I'm the king, and, and, and just wipe out all of the kings of the earth, everyone who's been raging against him, everyone who's devised this insane plan. Right? So... I've touched on a few other things along the way. So I encourage you, if you've missed some of the past podcasts, to go ahead and plug into some of them. I know they're, they're rough and ugly right now. I'm, I, it's, I, I'm just going to apologize for that like right off the bat. All right. So it's rough and ugly. I'm doing my best. But I think there's some good stuff in there. So check it out if you get a chance.
Anyway, so the book of Daniel, we, we, we think of it in terms of maybe the Sunday school, right? Where we, we hear about, um, you know, not eating the king's food from the table. And we hear about, um, we hear about the statue of gold, the golden head with statue. And we hear about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, were thrown into a fiery furnace and how Daniel was spared from a lion's den, how Daniel um, has lost his mind, uh, not Daniel, how Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind and became a beast. You know, all, all of these stories. And then And then we're really clear on those ones. So like those first six chapters, we've got them locked. We know, we know, we know what they're about. I think we've underestimated maybe what some of the bigger stuff maybe that God has in mind for the end time church. And, and I've been writing some, um, some blogs about that. You might check out my blog. Um, it's, man, what is it? I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, the book of Daniel as a playbook for end time saints. Yeah. So if that perks your, your interest, I kind of write about that a little bit. But we're not very familiar with that back half of Daniel. We kind of, Daniel 7, like, yeah, the four beasts, we kind of get that kind of. And then, then after that, Daniel 8 is like, wait, is that, is that the Antichrist? Is that some other guy? Wait, is that Antiochus Epiphanes? Oh, wait, okay, yeah. And then nine is like, wait, this whole thing is about like uh, and this mighty angel. Okay, so like the entire chapter is about like a lead up to chapter 11, which is then about a time frame of, of weeks. Uh, sorry, did I say, I said nine, 10. Yeah, so nine, 10, and then 11 um, is, is, is kind of this almost like a chronicling of antichrist leaders through that like here's this one here's this antichrist leader is gonna be like this here's another antichrist leader is gonna be like that here's another antichrist and then finally gets into and then the anti-antichrist the uh the one we've all been waiting for you know the the fanfare it's 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 the antichrist is actually makes the chronicle so like so daniel had some like some um, the revelatory experience about the, the Antichrist through time. Um, and, then, and then finally, chapter 12 is just like, a, hey, Daniel, get lost. You've heard enough. This thing's over. Um, and, then, and then a couple of cryptic things about, about uh, years, times, and, and stuff, and just like little nits and bits, and then, and then maybe just a, kind of an overview of the, end, of, the, uh, of the end times of kind of like, hey, this is kind of the broad stroke idea of the end times, you know, kind of a, a recap of how they how how the end times is going to go. So you read the book of Daniel and you're like, "What am I reading right now? Am I reading a child's Sunday school story or am I reading like the most insanely apocalyptic uh, craziness that I've I've ever I've ever experienced, you know, outside of maybe the book of Revelation?" And as it turns out, no, it is all absolutely God's word and and truth. It's uh, profound. It's deeply profound. Um, and so it, take, it took me, it took me a little while just to kind of stare at a chapter. Okay, this chapter is about this. Okay, stare at a chapter. Okay, this chapter is about that. Get it kind of clear in my mind and then kind of drill down into the areas that I wanted to drill down to. So my approach with Daniel 2 
is to really only drill down in a couple of specific areas because what I want to do is I want to zero in on the end times. If I was going to, if I was going to tackle the book of Daniel, I would start from the beginning and work all the way through. I don't want to tackle the book of Daniel. I would love to do that at a later date. It's an amazing book. But for now, I want to zero in on kind of the broader uh, story of what God has in mind um, in the end times, because I think that is where what I'm called to talk about, the end times. And so, you may have been, un- or you may be unaware of the thing that I-, I was unaware of, is that, you know, most of Daniel, I don't know if you want to say most of it, at least half, whatever, whatever it is, is not... Um, directly about the end times. And so if you just go into Daniel thinking, oh, this whole book is about the end times, and, and maybe it is on some level, but on the most basic level, no, it's not really just a book about the end times. It's really a book about Daniel, his friends, their faithfulness, God's prophetic encounters in their lives, and then how it would play out in these dramatic ways in the, uh, the, the, the palace of Babylon, right? Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. God would make these, God would give Nebuchadnezzar a dream. He would give Daniel dreams, right? Um, and then the, 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 the prophetic kind of stigma that comes with a revelation from God like that, there's fallout, right? There's, there's, a, there's a real price tag to living faithfully in Babylon. And what it boils down to on at least two occasions with a fiery furnace and with a lion's den, it boils down to an issue of unflinching faithfulness, believing, devotion to God in the face of imminent death, right? I mean, with both the fiery furnace and the lion's den, those saints faced certain death if they did not compromise. Compromise on a like a worship level, like, hey, it's, it's time to worship Nebuchadnezzar now. And the guys are like, nah, no thanks. And, and to Daniel, it's like, okay, you got to stop worshiping God now. And Daniel's like, nah, no thanks. Those decisions, that level of devotion in Babylon came with a price tag. And the price tag was your life, right? And they were willingly, they probably didn't enjoy it. I'm guessing they didn't like the idea. But I'm also believing that God gave them supernatural power to stand because at the end of the day, it just doesn't boil down to human strength. It just never does. It's God's grace and his power in weak people who say yes. I'm a weak person and I'm saying yes. And now God, I really need you to come through now. Because now I'm heading into a den full of lions. I don't know how this is going to go down. But I'm hope asking you, you know, send an angel, lock down their jaws. You know, I, I don't know how that thing plays out. But... There's can be no question God answered his saints in their most dire hour. He met Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He sent an angel to lock the jaws or shut the mouths of the lions, right? God was faithful. He met his saints in those fires. And that might mean something to us at some point. I know, I know we've been living pretty well, living pretty large. For a while, but uh, apparently now um, Western ideas, freedom of speech, freedom of ideas aren't quite as popular as they used to be. Incredibly enough. Yeah. So I would love for America and uh, ideas of freedom and um, independence and responsibility to go on for a long time. But 
It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I could be wrong, but it doesn't look like it to me. I-M-O, right? In my opinion. Hopefully I'm wrong. So, I think this is just going to be an introduction to Daniel. I, I apologize. I know right off the bat of the show, it's like, all right, we're jumping into Daniel too. No, I think this is a this is a part one introduction to Daniel because I'm not sure if I want to try. Well, you know what? Maybe we should try. Maybe we should try. Okay. So we're going to kind of not worry about the not end time parts of Daniel, right? So we're going to lock into a couple of spots here. We're going to lock into Daniel 2, which is the statue that Nebuchadnezzar dreams about. We're going to lock into Daniel 7, where Daniel sees four beasts and he sees a courtroom scene where all the destiny of humanity and the universe and all that God created is awarded to one like a son of man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You were worthy. Oh, man, that, that picture of, of Jesus being awarded all of creation forever just makes my heart and my spirit leap with gladness that, it didn't, that Jesus is in charge. Yeah, and he's... There's nobody. There's no one like Jesus. So put your trust in him today. Put your trust in him today. Everything else is has been lying to you. Everything else that has been trying to pull you away, pull your attention away, get you into addictions, get you into despair, into loneliness, get you into depression. All of these things aren't ultimate truth. The truth is in Jesus and in the encounter with Jesus can set you free from anything. And I, I mean anything, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw any saints under the bus right now. I'm just saying in Jesus' hand is the power to do anything. And he can release that into anyone's life whenever he chooses. He has purchased that level of authority. And that is what the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus has accomplished. It has accomplished much, much more. And we could go into many more details, but that was just at the heart of an evangelist coming forth right there, reaching out to those who don't know Jesus. So anyway, I've thought it over and there's no way I can get into Daniel chapter two today. I apologize. I went back and forth. I, I'm going to wear my listeners out if I try to jam all of an overview of Daniel and a, a shot at uh, chapter two. It, it takes too much time. It takes too much effort. It takes too much mental effort and focus to, to try to turn this podcast into that podcast. So I'm going to tackle Daniel two next time on the Babylon Singularity Podcast.
That concludes this episode of Babylon Singularity. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you're looking to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter as well as my website, BabylonSingularity.com. I've also authored a book titled Babylon, available on Amazon. I look forward to hearing any thoughts or feedback, comments that you may have to help me make this show better. I do hope it's a blessing to you, and I hope that you'll tune in next time to Babylon Singularity.